there is a lie that we've all been telling ourselves that goes something like this. If we could just buy certain things or wear a certain type of clothes or live in a particular place or just have certain things, then we would finally be able to be happy and content and never want anything more. Have you ever said something like that to yourself? I have. See, in 2013, I moved into my first solo apartment. I was, it was a little one bedroom apartment with a decent sized living room overlooking this beautiful park and the train station. And in Chicago, particularly in the winter, this was a really good thing because it meant I didn't have to walk long distances to get to the train stop. It, it also had this, uh, uh, a nice sized bedroom, a good bathroom, and it had a little kitchen with enough space to cook and to have a, a little kitchen table to eat at. It wasn't huge by any means, but to me, it felt huge. See, before moving into my apartment, I had been living in a, a dorm, which was way smaller than my current office right now. So compared to that, my apartment felt huge. In fact, after I moved all of my stuff into the apartment, the whole apartment still felt pretty empty. So one day, after everything was completely moved in, I set a goal for myself. My plan was to live in this apartment for two years, and I was hoping to use the first year to do everything possible to make it feel more like home, make it feel cozy, right? So that the second year, I could just enjoy my time in that apartment. So that whole first year, I picked up extra jobs, I worked harder at the ones I already had, and I saved up as much as I could so that every month I could make a trip to Ikea and buy stuff from my apartment. So I bought lamps and I bought a rug and I bought coffee tables. I bought a TV stand and wall art and plants and pillows and a papasan chair. Uh, and that was, that was what I was most excited about because that's where I was gonna watch football from on Saturdays, right? Less than a year later, my apartment finally looked just the way I wanted it to look. In fact, I remember waking up one Saturday morning, making breakfast, sitting on my papasan chair, looking around and telling myself, this place finally feels cozy, right? This place finally feels like home. And for the first time, I was honestly happy and content. I didn't need anything else. I was finally getting to enjoy my apartment. It didn't last long, though. Later that year, my best friend moved into an apartment just down the hall from me. And the first time I went over to visit him, everything changed. See, he had curtains. He had more lamps. He had candles. His rug was bigger, and he even had a coffee station in his kitchen, right? As nice and cozy as my apartment felt, all of a sudden, my apartment wasn't good enough compared to his. So instead of enjoying my apartment, I started trying to find bigger and better and nicer things for my apartment, hoping that eventually I would get to just, uh, I would make it feel just right, that I would finally be able to relax in it and enjoy it and be content with what I had. Unfortunately, that never happened. Has that ever happened to you? See, that's the thing about the things we long for. They never bring us the joy or peace or comfort or content or whatever it is that we think they're going to bring us, right? The reality is that there will always be something that will seem a little bit better or bigger or more life-giving than what we already have, which means that no matter how much stuff we get, Happiness and rest and being content will always be just barely out of reach, just one more purchase away. I hate to break it to you, but here's the hard truth. No matter how hard you work to get the stuff that you think is missing in your life, 
the stuff will never fill the void you are trying to fill. Which means that working hard, right, sacrificing time uh, on work in order to get a bigger paycheck so that you can buy the things that are going to make your life easier, right? Or always doing homework in order to get straight A's so that you can land the job of your dreams that will finally allow you to stop worrying about everything. Or always being stressed, right, because you need to accomplish certain things because they're going to boost your confidence, right? Or these things will never yield the things you are hoping to get from them. Those things are just things. And we have to stop expecting so much out of them. Have you ever done something like this? Have you ever bought something or, or, or like tried to accomplish something, hoping that it will make you feel better about yourself? We have to stop expecting so much out of stuff. But there is good news in all of this. There is one thing that can give us the sense of happiness and comfort. Even though everything else won't, there is one thing that will give us this sense of happiness and comfort and peace and confidence that we're all longing for. There's a scripture in the Gospel of Luke that says this. And he said to them, Take care, ye on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. Now, here's what I find fascinating about this parable that Jesus shares. This man worked really hard so that his land could produce abundantly. Right? That was his goal. And, and when, he, when he finally produced what he wanted the land to produce, he decided that his barns were too small. So in order to fix that problem, he told himself, that he needed to work really hard to tear down his old barns and then build bigger barns so that all of his produce could fit in storage, right? And, and here's the part that breaks my heart about this story. He tells himself this big lie. He says that once he builds uh, bigger and better barns for his produce to fit in, he will finally be able to relax and eat and drink and be merry. It seems reasonable, right? But Jesus calls him a fool for thinking this way. See, Scripture doesn't say this, but I think that Jesus calls him a fool because Jesus knows that this man is about to enter into this spiral, into an endless spiral of longing for bigger and better things. What was probably going to happen was that after this man built this bigger barn, then he was going to say to himself, man, they're, they're too big for my produce, right? There's too much leftover space. So he was probably going to work even harder at his land so that his land could produce more and then he was going to need bigger barns, right? And it was just, just, just going to be this endless cycle of needing bigger and bigger and better and better. See, instead of being able to relax, to be content, to eat, to drink, and be merry, he was probably going to live the rest of his life in this endless cycle of working hard for more and more and more, and therefore never getting to truly relax. You see, Jesus warns us against this endless cycle of thinking that we need more and more and more because 
the reality is that we will never have enough stuff to say to ourselves, you have enough, just relax, right? You have enough, just eat and drink and be merry, right? You finally have enough. That We're never going to tell ourselves that if we depend on things. Stuff just doesn't work that way, which means that if we are not careful, we will end up living our lives in this endless cycle of busyness and hurry, always trying to attain the next big thing, the next better thing. And we'll wind up living like this man in our scripture. But like I said earlier, there is good news. There's a better way. It's called simplicity. Simply put, simplicity means that we know and trust that a life with God actually brings us the things we are longing for, while nothing else will. Let me say that again. Simplicity means that we know and trust that a life with God actually brings us the things we are longing for, while nothing else will. Let me say it a different way. Simplicity means that a car is just a tool to get us from point A to point B, and not something that will help us boost our confidence or, or finally make us happy, right? Simplicity reminds us that we don't need a car in order to find happiness and confidence because happiness and confidence comes from a life with God, right? That's, that's what simplicity means. Simplicity means that the new outfit uh, that, that you're hoping to buy, um, it's not going to bring you uh, more self-confidence or make you feel better about yourself, right? The new outfit simply protects us from the elements, right? It, it, it's just, it's not a tool for beauty or self-assurance, right? Simplicity says beauty and self-assurance comes from God and nothing else. Simplicity means that we still work for the perfect job. We still long for the perfect home. We still uh, uh, want these perfect accessories and the good grades, but we're never going to go after them, hoping that, uh, that once we have them, we will finally be able to relax and be merry. Because relaxation and being merry those things only come from a life with God, not from stuff, right? So simplicity says all those other things are just tools to, to do certain things, but they will never bring us, they will never fill this void within us. See, when our hearts start longing for something, we need to ask ourselves, am I hoping to gain something from this thing or am I longing for it because it's a tool that I need, right? So let's think about the car example. again. Right? Do I long for a car because I need to get from point A to point B all the time? Or do I long for a car because it's going to make me feel better about myself? And if our answer is the latter, then we probably don't need this car, right? That's what simplicity looks like. That's what it means. See, this nagging feeling of always wanting more is never going to go away uh, when we buy stuff. We're just going to want more and more stuff, right? The only thing that can get rid of this feeling is simplicity. It's knowing that you don't need a bunch of stuff. You just need a life with God. A life that is intentional about being in worship, about praying, about reading scripture, about practicing Sabbath, even about trusting God with everything. If you find that you are constantly longing for stuff, maybe it's an opportunity to challenge yourself to draw closer to God instead. Because here's the ultimate truth. If what you are searching for is happiness and rest and being content with life and self-confidence and insert whatever it is that you're searching for, then you already have access to the only thing that can actually grant those longings. And that's a deep and real relationship with God. 
friends, simplicity is the answer to this longing for more and more and more stuff. Simplicity is the answer when we're willing to say, I don't need more stuff, I just need God. Because you will find everything you're searching for in a relationship with God. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, you are a God of abundance. You are a God who meets every single one of our needs. So God, if we find ourselves like that man in our scripture who is longing for more stuff in order to finally relax and enjoy life, God, if that's us today, if we're longing for stuff in order to be able to finally relax, may we put that stuff aside and lean on you. May we put our trust in you. May we set our hearts on you. May we put our eyes on you. God, I pray that we may know today with full assurance that the things we are longing for are found in you and you alone. And once we realize that, that our lives become so much more simple. And in that simplicity, we find that hurry and busyness is gone. God, help us to know that truth. God, we pray this in your most precious in the most glorious name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've been enjoying this series on hurry. And uh, next week, we'll be finishing this series with one more topic. You'll have to join us to know what it is. But before we go, I want to ask you to do one thing. I want to invite you to text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to the number 225-307-0662. And uh, when you text that, you'll get a text message back with a link to a home sheet. And the home sheet is going to include the scripture we read today, a couple of questions, and uh, some ways to put this sermon into practice. I want to encourage you to, to text that right now. It'll help you go deeper into the sermon. It'll help you it'll use it as a discipleship tool with your coworkers, with your family, with your friends, and even for your small group. So uh, again, I want to uh, invite you to do that right now. Text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to the number 225-307-0662. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I hope that uh, at this time of worship has challenged you to live a simple life, a more simple life, or at least to stop uh, putting your hope on a whole bunch of stuff and instead place it on God. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And remember, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next week.